I'm WSB's Eric Erickson. Atlanta's evening news is coming up at 5. Between now and then, if there's a traffic red alert, breaking news, severe weather alerts, the WSB 24-hour breaking news center will not hesitate to break in. And we'll have more during Atlanta's evening news from 5 to 7. Depend on it. Sean Hannity. The new Sean Hannity Show. More behind-the-scenes information on breaking news and more bold, inspired solutions for America. Now it's time for Jamie Dupree. The most connected man in D.C. on the Sean Hannity Show. Jamie Dupree, the most connected man in Washington, D.C. Sir, how are hey, you? Hey, Sean, how are you doing today? How was your weekend? Uh, very good, very good. Yeah. Um, what's the reaction, if you've gotten any, to Michelle Obama's speech this weekend? Uh, no, haven't heard a word about it. Really? Have you heard any of the speech? Uh, no, I haven't. Haven't seen any statements or anything about it. I'm shocked. I mean, this is a pretty explosive speech, and, uh, all right, well, then I won't ask you about it. I'm, I'm okay. surprised you haven't heard anything in the course of your, your... You want me to play a part for you? Uh, sure, no, I haven't, haven't, nobody's, right. uh, I haven't seen anything you know, about I it. I feel really good about myself when I get to stump you. I know that sounds terrible, and I don't mean or it in a negative... it could be that you're stumping members of Congress, too, who haven't heard about it. Well, I just think that they're afraid to take on anything. They're afraid of their own shadows, or at least Republicans are. But anyway, here's part of a speech. The road ahead is not going to be easy. It never is, especially for folks like you and me. Because while we've come so far, the truth is that those age-old problems are stubborn, and they haven't fully gone away. So there will be times, just like for those airmen, when you feel like folks look right past you, or they see just a fraction of who you really are. The world won't always see you in those caps and gowns. They won't know how hard you worked and how much you sacrificed to make it to this day. The countless hours you spent studying to get this diploma. The multiple jobs you worked to pay for school. The times you had to drive home and take care of your grandma. The evenings you gave up to volunteer at a food bank or organize a campus fundraiser. They don't know that part of you. Instead, they will make assumptions about who they think you are based on their limited notion of the world. And my husband and I know how frustrating that experience can be. We've both felt the sting of those daily slights throughout our entire lives. The folks who crossed the street in fear of their safety. The clerks who kept a close eye on us in all those department stores. The people at formal events who assumed we were the help. And those who have questioned our intelligence, our honesty, even our love of this country. And I know that these little indignities are obviously nothing compared to what folks across the country are dealing with every single day. Those nagging worries that you're going to get stopped or pulled over for absolutely no reason. The fear that your job application will be overlooked because of the way your name sounds. The agony of sending your kids to schools that may no longer be separate but are far from equal. The realization that no matter how far you rise in life, how hard you work to be a good person, a good parent, a good citizen, for some folks it will never be enough. Wow. What do you think of that? Um, I think it was her commencement address at Tuskegee University, if I remember correctly. That is correct. That's right. Very racial in it, in the things that she's saying there. And I'm trying to think, all right, look at the job application and your name and all that. And I'm thinking, okay, Barack Hussein Obama became president. A majority of white Americans elected her husband to be president. And it just sounded very angry to me. Remember, she's the one that said that, you know, for the first time in her adult life, she's proud to be an American at the election of her husband and... And, of course, they hung out with fairly radical people, Jeremiah Wright and Ayers and Dorn and so on and so forth. So I think it's legitimate criticism. 
Um, I suspect that there is a legacy fear building among the Obamas based on their debt and the number of people that have increased in poverty and on food stamps and and uh, lack of foreign policy accomplishments. So my well, guess if it's created any um, any, I guess, uh, backlash. We haven't I haven't seen any in no. D.C. I haven't seen any statements well, it's about still it a little early. Um, so I do know that the feds admit they wrongly gave extended work permits to 2000 illegal immigrants they had to admit this to a federal judge. Uh, how did that go over? Yeah, I wrote about that on my blog. We still haven't heard anything from the federal judge. This is all part of that ongoing legal battle over the president's executive actions on immigration. And as you and you know, as I've detailed for you a number of times in recent months, it is not the first time that the administration has had to sort of wave its hand at the judge and say, "Yeah, listen, by the way." Um, we, uh, we, we, we gave out some of the benefits of the president's executive actions, even though there's this court injunction against it. This latest example, 2,000 people in the U.S. illegally were given extended work permits. They had already been spared from uh, the threat of being deported under earlier moves by the president, and uh, they were erroneously given three-year work authorizations after the judge, Judge Hainan of Texas, had already said, no, you cannot implement the president's executive actions. And, of course, all that is still working its way uh, through the courts. So it, it raises several questions. And the feds actually said later this week they would try to submit some answers on how this occurs. I mean, you know, Sean, it, it, if the, the bowels of the bureaucracy evidently can't figure out that this is on hold or there's somebody here and there that keeps offering up this new aid under the president's plan that is not in in being implemented at this time. Uh, the inspector general at the Department of Homeland Security is evidently investigating, and we'll see whether or not we hear anything later this week. I but mean, to have to admit to a judge that you violated a court order is no minor thing. I mean, no, I, and this is a couple of times now. Remember, the first one, the explosive one at the beginning, was that uh, the feds had to say over 100,000 people had been given benefits of the president's plan even before it was supposed to begin in uh, the latter part of February. That set the judge off. Then there was another, uh, it was less than 100 people had been given work authorizations. Now we've got a group of about 2,000 individuals. And it, yes, I mean, I think you can understand why the states would sort of say, hey, how can we trust the administration to abide by these court orders if they keep doing this? And again, there, there's there's no answer on who it is or where these are being handed out. You know, is it one office that makes the uh, the error? Why isn't the message getting through that all this stuff is on hold? Now, the White House is downplaying the decision of the Saudi king not to show up at Camp David. Let me tell you what what my sources in the Middle East tell me. All right. I have sources in Israel and other countries that there is fury at the administration by the Saudis and others, the Egyptians, Jordanians, about their handling of all things involving the Middle East, that there's real anger over the president trying to make this deal with Iran the yep. Saudis now threatening that they're going to start their own nuclear program if, in fact, the Iranians get a nuclear weapon, because now the Iranians are in Yemen supporting the rebels and, and battling against the Saudis, and that this is no small snub. This is a, a you know what, we've had it with you, snub. Well, definitely uh, today at the briefing, uh, Josh Ernest was, was dancing around and trying to make it, you know, put a, as positive a spin on it as he could. But, you know, the, the White House announced uh, late last week that the, the king was going to come here and be part of this. And then over the weekend, all of a sudden, poof, that went away. Now, the Saudis are still sending somebody. 
and you know fairly well-known representatives of the family and, and the kingdom. But it's not the same as having the king there. Uh, you know, basically what Josh Ernest kept saying, and I don't think reporters really believed it, was that uh, this is no big deal. There's still going to be representatives here from the Saudi government. There's no big. There's not a snub. What it, uh, Ernest said something to the effect of that uh, snub seems to be the word of the day amongst the press corps or something like that. But, yeah, it does raise questions. Uh, you know, we've seen the break that's been there between the U.S. and the Saudis, between the U.S. and Egypt. And, of course, it all does in many ways revolve around the effort to negotiate this agreement with Iran about its own nuclear ambitions. But, th- but think of the two big points in Bibi's speech, the instability that a nuclear-armed Iran would cause the entire region that's now come true and a potential nuclear arms race the likes of which the world has never seen before. And then we heard on Friday that the Saudis were considering their own nuclear program. Yeah, and certainly if you get into an arms race in the Middle East, that would not exactly be what you would want to see at this point in time. Because, look, I think there's people, too, that worry about the future of a, of, of a government like the Saudi government, which in many ways is, you know, is not exactly the vanguard of human rights at home or anything like that. And there are some who wonder how long it might survive in other uh, of these monarchies in the Gulf as well. A lot of presidential news from over the weekend. Senior aides are saying in the Hillary camp that Bill does not plan to do any campaign activities for his wife this year. None, including fundraisers for a campaign. Uh, There's an uh, an entire article, uh, uh, one in The New York Times, one in The Washington Post. The Washington Post headline was Clinton's campaign dilemma, what to do with Bill. And then Tony Rodham has ties that have now inviting scrutiny for Hillary and Bill. Look, uh, the Bill Clinton angle, uh, to me, it's fascinating because remember in 2008, I mean, while he was a benefit to her, Hillary Clinton, at times, he also uh, put his foot in his mouth a few times. I remember covering him down in South Carolina where it was an otherwise nondescript event. I want to say it was in Charleston, if I remember correctly. And then on the rope line, Bill Clinton said something that then escalated into a gigantic uh, controversy with the Obama camp at the time. Bill Clinton certainly brings a lot to the table, uh, a lot of contacts, a lot of people on the other hand, he can be a lightning rod for trouble. And the, the Clinton campaign and Hillary Clinton's going to have to figure out when to use him and when to keep him in the background. You're absolutely right. One other thing we got from up here in D.C. today is that the, the chief spokesman for John Boehner, the speaker, is going down to work for Jeb Bush uh, in, in coming weeks. You know, I, I was very intrigued this weekend by the growing number of stories in the major press about Jeb Bush. When is he going to get into this race officially? Why is he waiting? Is it hurting his campaign and more? You know, that's the kind of thing that Bush, as we've talked about, Sean, has not scared others out of this race by any means. And if you look at the data from New Hampshire, it's just sort of a muddle at the top right now. It's not a big advantage for Bush, even though he seems to be raising an awful lot of well, money. Jeb also said in an interview with Fox News that... Uh, he would have authorized the invasion of Iraq, and so would have Hillary Clinton, just to remind everybody, which is true. Um, so he put, And he's he said, evidently going to tell Megyn uh, Kelly Megyn tonight Kelly, that, yeah. that he would not immediately uh, uh, get rid of the executive actions on immigration if he became president. I haven't seen the, the full transcript, but that he would wait for the Congress you to know, do I something. I spoke with a very close friend of the Bush family, and I don't want to—it was said in confidence, so I don't want to reveal it who is beyond puzzled why Jeb Bush seems to feel that he wants to take on conservatives on this issue and Common Core. Yeah, I've, I've watched him do it, and he does it in a very nice way. I mean, every time that I've seen the issue brought up where he's in a, a place to take uh, you know, some queries about it. He says, look, I, you know, and explains why he doesn't agree with them, and he just sort of lays it on the table, not in a mean way or a negative way, 
but yeah, it doesn't come off very well with a lot of the people who are there and looking for something that is much, much different, especially on immigration. You see, Monica was offered a million dollars for her dress. I did not see that. No. Yeah. You know, the little things that I pick up, you know, you, I can, I'm glad I can help you out occasionally with this. Stuff. All right. Uh, it was, in the, the, it was in the, the Daily the... Mail and uh, the item of clothing. Uh, apparently, they offered a million dollars for the Erotic Heritage Museum in Vegas, which had previously <laughs> offered two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Oh, one more That's story. Not bad that came... for an old Gap dress, right? No, no. One story that came out this morning that you might have heard about this I Hirsch story about the Osama yeah, bin Seymour, Laden raid. Seymour Hirsch, right? Uh, Seymour Hirsch, yeah. The, the, the White House really slamming back against it, saying it was full of outright falsehoods and inaccuracies. And a former CIA official as well saying it was all wrong. I guess the bottom line from here in D.C., you'd have to say, I'm sure we don't know the whole story. I'm sure there are some things that they will never tell or didn't exactly tell 100 percent. But I'm, I'm, I'm interested in the full court pushback, not only from the White House, but also from the military as well. In 2016 Senate news, I see Marlon Stutzman of Indiana is probably going to run, and Joe Heck of Nevada is uh, going to run as a Republican to Moving take over. Moving that way right now, and if Joe Heck gets in, I think uh, people would say in Nevada that that would really give the Republicans a very, very good chance to win that race. That's Harry Reid's seat that he will be leading. Why is he so popular there? What he's, um, you know, he he's just seen behind maybe the governor as being one of the one of the strongest Republicans in that state. He's a bit more of a moderate, but he has a lot of ties to more conservative groups. And he's just he's very good at fundraising. Initially, he has said no. But uh, seeing some reports today, he may be thinking again about that race. All right. Jamie Dupree in Washington. Thank you, sir, for an update. See, Sean. We're going to check in with uh, General Stanley McChrystal. Also, Kirsten Powers taking on uh, her own liberal friends in a in a pretty blockbuster book about freedom of speech. Fascinating in light of what happened with Pam Geller last week. Hey, are you the next world famous entrepreneur? Or maybe you don't care about fame. Maybe you just want to help people. Whatever your motivation, it doesn't matter. If you are an innovator, you want to launch your dream and business, well, this is the month to do it at LegalZoom.com. If you incorporate, form an LLC to start your business, register your trademark to protect your products and services, you apply for a patent to secure your, your invention, well, now over the past decade, we know that LegalZoom.com has helped more than a million people just like you turn their ideas into a reality. So what's special about this month? For a limited time, you can get special savings on any trademark, any copyright, any provisional patent application. Just go to LegalZoom.com today to get started, and they can even help you if you have a great idea but you're not sure where to begin. Now, since they're not a law firm, you can get advice from LegalZoom's network of independent attorneys in most states, and that means you can get the guidance that you need to get your great idea off the ground. Now, don't forget, just enter my last name, Hannity, in the referral box when you check out this month for special savings at LegalZoom.com. LegalZoom.com. Quick break. Right back. We'll continue. Hannity is on. Service men and service women, and standing up for liberty every day. Sean Hannity. News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a Swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. 
Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.